Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Bonten, Etheridge, and Fowler, Attorneys at Law. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Got my guy Chris Lucy on the show as we talk NFL, some of the offseason movement and, and transactions. We're talking coaches first. You know, we'll get into the players, free agency coming up. The draft is a month and a half away. But, man, Chris, welcome to the show, bro. Let's dive into some of these recent coaching hires that has taken place in the NFL. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's uh, the season might be done, the Super Bowl's over with, but there's, I mean, the show hasn't stopped, right? There's a got a combine going on. You got mm-hmm. the, all the head coaching hires. You got free agency talk. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about, man. So let's let's dive into this. What do you what do you think about these recent head coaching hires? Man, you know, I love the NFL. Like I'm sorry, I've like as as the years have gone by, the last two three years, and like I've always loved the NFL, but man, it's become even more so over the last two three years where I start to lose interest in other sports and 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 it's like man i really just care about nfl mostly you know like that's kind of where i'm at it's like that's when the season's over when when people when t- people talk about football's over football's not over for me until nfl ends like i'm not considering college like mm-hmm. man i miss college like no <laughs> nfl is where i'm at so the, I'm with you. the off season is just <laughs> as fun you know for that for the for the free agency period draft period the coaching hires and so all the, the movement and and you know until the season starts and you know, you look at some of these new hires, man, a lot of, you know, first-year head coaches that have, have gotten an opportunity. And when you mm-hmm. look at the five hires, the five people who were given the opportunity to become head coaches, whether first time or uh, getting a second chance or a third chance to do it, man, yeah, starting at number five, and this is clearly, I think most everybody would have this guy at number five, Mm-hmm. Ranking the franchise hires, why did the Arizona Cardinals hire Jonathan Gannon? Man, I really don't understand what their approach is. You know, we talked about we ranked the franchises first. Remember, when we did that episode and we talked about mm-hmm. which job. And you know, I, I had Arizona three, Carolina four, and that was my. That's what I struggled with the most, trying to figure out. And I had Arizona number five. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and now you're, and it's like, <laughs> man, this is why, and it's, I get it, I get why Chris had them. But I was looking at like, man, you got Hopkins, you got Kyle Murray, and I like some of their defensive players. They got some talent, but man, it's like it becomes even more apparent why they're. They they probably should have been fifth on my list, and I should have had Carolina boosted up at least another spot. But man, Jonathan Gannon, this is a guy who you know defense coordinator of the Eagles, and coming into this year, like you know we talked about Eagles being a potential sleeper team, and Jalen Hurts took off, and I love it. But man, Gannon was on he was on thin ice. Like this dude was about to get fired mm-hmm. as that guy in Philly. He wrote that amazing defense and the talent they brought in. You know, we talk about getting uh, Gardner Johnson and Hargrave comes over, and you know, he obviously he's been there. But there's some of the talent they were uh, drafting Jordan Davis, and and then Jonathan Gannon now has gone from on the brink of being fired to now being a head coach. Man, that's the one that bothers me most, and I was just blown away when I saw it scroll about scroll on the ticker on ESPN when I saw it. like you got to be kidding me. You this is this is the guy. You might as well kept Clint, Clint, kept uh, Cliff Kingsbury if that was the case, man. That's how I feel. So, uh, man, what what do you have at five? What are your thoughts on uh, on that number five as far as ranking the franchise hire? No, no, I, I I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's a number five hire for me. I, I was pretty sure that we would both share the sentiment there, mm-hmm. and I I liked him as a he was you know a defensive back coach, cornerback coach uh, with us for a couple of years. I yeah. never heard anything but positive things. Players seemed to like him, but. He's kind of rapid. This kind of in the past few years, you know, he sends to defensive coordinator. Now he gets head coach. I mean, last year was his first year even calling plays ever mm, defensively, mm, mm. and now he's your head coach, first time head coach. On top of that, and he's 
like like we talked about going to you know they got this whole situation with Kyler Murray and all this stuff going on. There's Hopkins trade rumors basically every single day. He got all this mess. He had the, the NFL PA survey then come out recently that suggests Arizona doesn't have the best facilities and mm. stuff going on, you know, around there. Done by the but, players. Done by players. Yeah, done but done by the players. Man, you talk about that's that's a that's a tough thing to walk into. I wonder if it's even almost a scenario kind of like especially because of how long they waited to hire some mm-hmm. hire him. Mm-hmm. Almost like Houston did, where he's almost just like a fall guy. He's yep. just gonna come in and yep. just they're going to fire him next year and they're yep. going to look again. I don't know. It but that's could. what that's the vibe I get, man. That's good. I mean, he might he, – and he might be really impressive in interviews or something. I, I'm not – I mean, we'll never see that side. Mm-mm. But, yeah, like you said, he had such a talented defense. How much of that was him versus, you know, just the players being awesome? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's room to grow again, and I'm not sure that he's ready to be the first-time head coach yet, but – well, what's done is done, though, right? I guess we'll see what happens. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too sold on, on that one myself. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, you know, we're both fantasy guys, and I was thinking about the Eagles' defense going into the draft and fantasy, and I'm like, man, they got so much talent, and now, now I'm doing what, you know, I'm digging. Okay, coordinator reading about Gannon, Gannon fans want Philly fans want Gannon fired. I'm like, oh. Do I trust the Eagles defense? I don't know if I want this dude if, if he's that bad as far as what fans are thinking. And obviously the players are so great. You know, the defense looked amazing because they just had so much talent on every level. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, you know, f- first year play call last year and then getting the first head, year, uh, first head coaching job in Arizona, which is not – like it's one thing if you go into a stable franchise who is built – to where it's just a fantastic organization. Arizona is on pins and needles. You know what I'm saying? Like they mm-hmm. are struggling, clinging to life with the like you said, Kyler Murray made the contract thing last year where they <laughs> they did it, put in the the, yeah. the, the, the lingo in the contract. Like, well, then the media attacked him. And, oh, never mind. Let's take that out. Like they just they are a mess. And uh, man, I love the bridge. The kind of what you talked about being a bridge guy, because you know they could have their eye on somebody college or that's the vibe next get. year. Too. And that's perfect. That, make, that makes perfect sense. And, and but this is also on top of it's like okay, this is what teams do. Let's go get who's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Philly had an amazing year, and now you got both of their coordinators. Like, Sirianni just yeah. lost both of his coordinators to head coaching jobs, and that's what people do. Is like they they look at success. Let's go get from the success tree. Let's go get Nick Saban's assistant. Let's go get Belichick's yeah. assistant, and then those guys they're don't looking work for because, a piece of that pie. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. yeah. But you but you don't have the feeling of the pie, so it don't matter. You didn't get Nick Saban. You didn't get Belichick. You didn't get Sirianni. Yeah. So um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna say this a little bit again, and then you can take it. But man, he's 40, first year head coaching job. Drew Petsing. Offensive coordinator coming to Browns. He's 35, first year. Nick Rallis, defensive coordinator, 29, comes for the Eagles. Like, you have three guys, your head coach and your coordinator, all brand new to their positions and are young babies in this thing. Like, it's one thing if you get in and you're the head coach, but then you go get some vets to surround. You know what I'm saying? You went and got, yep, yep. you know, uh, my guy Caldwell, you know, Jim Caldwell is our coordinator or something like that. Yep. If, if you did that something like that. Yeah. If you did something like that. But he didn't. He They're all first year learning together. And that's going to, man, that's going to be a dumpster fire. I'm sorry. Arizona, y'all y'all going to suck for the next couple years. <laughs> well, maybe so. But either way, best of luck to Mr. Gannon and dealing with that situation over they there. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, number four, if I keep, keep this moving, number four. I'll, to be to be clear, these next four I, I like overall, and I could get real nitpicky as far as ordering. But for the sake of, of this list, number four, I've got uh, my guy Frank Wright. Yeah, yeah, I have been adamant about that. I don't think Frank 
was our biggest problem. And fr- I get why they fired him. I get that the results weren't there. But I think he's I think he's a good coach, and I think he's a really really good play caller and offensive mind. And I I mean I I've told I texted you in the days after it happened. Mm-hmm. I like the staff that he's building over there a lot. Mm-hmm. Getting Azure Evero as a defensive coordinator. You just mentioned Jim Caldwell, who's who's over there with him. I don't, like I, I like it, and they're in a per, they're number eight in the draft, right? In theory, you get you get a former quarterback and Frank Reich, this you know offensive play caller, offensive mind. Mm-hmm. Get him a young quarterback, see what he can do. Yeah. You know, let let him help develop. Like I would have loved to have Frank Reich develop in our quarterback. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy with who we got now, but like I, I'm a really big Frank Reich fan. I, I like the hire a lot. I like the staff that he's building over there. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm all aboard that hire. I think it's, I, I guess it's not like. It's not like a young guy. It's not one of the hot hires, but I think it's a good, sensible hire for Carolina. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, man, that's that's exactly what I have it for as well, man. I have Frank Wright at number four because, you know, this just is it's Carolina's a good, safe landing spot. Like you said, it wasn't all him in Indianapolis, what took place with your Colts, and he took the blame. Like, they were trying to find people to put it on, and, like, it's him, and it's him, and it's all like, now it was you. And they got rid of Reich when it, like you said, it was so much deeper than that, man. Like, uh, so I, I love the hire by Carolina. I think it fits. I think, you know, we talked about Carolina, how they were one of the franchises where, like, man, it's a good spot. You know, like, you, the defense is nice. Mm-hmm. You can have a running game there, possibly a Foreman and, and, and Hubbard and those guys. and. And the NFC South is up for grabs, man. Like, there's nobody yeah. in the division. The that NFC is up for grabs, man. <laughs> Frank but, Wright could ha- t- turn this thing, and Carolina got ten wins next year, especially if they go get a guy like Derek Carr or something. You know, so man, and you, like you said, the the, the Avero hire uh, or Evero, you said Evero, Evero hire. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, man, how did Jerry Evero as defense coordinator came from Denver? You know, Denver's always had an yeah. excellent defense. I, I liked him a lot. Thomas Brown, offensive coordinator, former star running back at Georgia, man. And when I saw that. Oh, Thomas Brown, is that the same Thomas Brown that I remember? You know, Thomas Brown was there with No mm-hmm. Marino was there. So they were in the back. And Angela Hall over there, too, I think, recently. Really? Wow. As an assistant defensive back coach, I want to say. Yeah, they're they, they rocking over there in Carolina, man. Carolina doing something <laughs> special, man. So, yeah, I agree. I, I like that hire. That was one where I kind of played with as well as far as Frank hires. Like, Frank Wright, do I, is he four? Does, does he boost up? And that's so, what, yeah, the one through four can get real nitpicky yeah, for me. Yeah. I, I think all I like them all. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's kind of where we're going with this thing. Like one through four is are are just good hires. You just had to figure out where to rank them, you know. So I'm with you, yeah. Gannon at five, Reich at four, number three, D'Amico Ryan's for me, dude. That's who I have. I I I kind of went back and forth with him and Reich because you know when I looked at it. I'm looking at the individual, but I'm also looking at where they were hired, their franchise and the situation there. And Houston has been rough. It's been bad. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like Lovey Smith. He was in a no-win situation. Uh, what's, what's the guy before him the year before? What was his name? You remember their head coach of Houston? Uh, uh, started, it started C? After uh, after Bill O'Brien. Yeah. McCauley? David McCauley? David McCauley. Uh, Cullen, David Cullen, that's it. David Cullen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah. chipping my tongue. Yeah, because you said, I was like, you know, I started to see. But yeah, he was there, just kind of a stopgap, and then it, they didn't give Love you a chance, and it's like you don't have a quarterback. But they 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 fought in a lot of games, you know. So yeah. I'm concerned about D'Amico. I'm concerned because they don't have a quarterback. We don't know who they they do have number two pick. Who's that guy? And will he have a chance? He's in a tough division. Andy's on the rise. Jacksonville's on the rise. Tennessee will be yeah. Tennessee. And I wanted D'Amico, honestly. I wanted D'Amico to stay put where he was at. You're in a good spot. San Francisco's good. They're going to be great. Defense is safe. 
wait another year and see what comes available because I promise you it'll be better than Houston. I promise you that franchise situation will be better than Houston, man. (laughs) So I I feel D'Amico got impatient and he's ready to scratch that itch. But uh, I'm concerned about him being at number three. I I like the individual hire. Like I I would hire D'Amico too, Mm -hmm. but I I don't think the situation itself was best for him. What do you think? I I think, well, first of all, we might be something to watch. I've got D'Amico Ryan's at number three as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, just to add on to what you said, I agree. I think he's a really good hire, and I wonder how much of it is the fact he's going back to Houston, right? I'm sure it's yeah. a big part of that for him. You know, obviously, for those who aren't aware, I mean, he was a great player in Houston for, mm-hmm. for I think, five years. And shoot, I, think, I want to say he won Rookie of the Year. Even, yeah, like, he was yeah, a great he did. player. Yeah, yeah. Great player in his day. You know, came from Alabama. One of the things I think that's interesting with D'Amico, and, you know, we always kind of worry about first time head coaches, is. D'Amico has not been a coach for very long. Two years. Like at all. Like he, I've got it. He he was a defensive quality control coach in 2017. uh, Spent three years as a linebacker coach. Then he was a defensive coordinator. And yeah, or two years as a linebacker coach. Then he was defensive coordinator. Now he's a head coach. Like it's Mm -hmm. a very, 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 like some of these other guys, even Jonathan Jonathan Gannon, who was young, has been a coach since 2007. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like it's, it's really rare to see someone kind of shoot up that quick. But that also tells me he's impressive, man. And yeah. that's all you ever hear is when you see his former, you see the 49er players talk about him, like they love, love D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's doing something right, man. And maybe he's the guy to turn that around. But kind of like what you said, that's just such a, that's a tough situation to go in and do it. And uh, I think I'm pretty much in agreement with you. I don't know if it's the right situation, but I love the individual hire. Yeah. I, I sent you. Because, you know, my, my team, the Colts, were looking for head coaches. D'Amico Ryans was in my top five, yeah. like firmly from the beginning. He ended up hiring with Houston before we even got to interview him. So it was pretty quick. But uh, yeah, that was – I mean, I, I like to hire a lot. Whether or not he can turn that around, I don't know. He Hopefully he gets – I mean, they signed a six-year deal, right? He gets a, a little bit more of a blank slate to, mm-hmm. to come in and try and do his thing. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully he fares better <laughs> than the last two head coaches. I just need to give him time and give see Give him time, dude. You're Houston. Yep. <laughs> But I, I like D'Amico Ryan, so, and we'll see what he can do there. I, I hope he doesn't take over that division, of course. But <laughs> I do like D'Amico and wish him the best there. Number uh, number two, and kind of like, so for you mentioned you, know, you had trouble with Reich and D'Amico. See, for me, I had the same thing. Three and four were tough. Yeah. I, I felt good about them three and four, but I was the order. I feel similar about one and two, yeah. where I'm like, I feel pretty sure that these are one and two. It's just order for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically just to make it easy on myself. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. uh, our our new head coach, Colts' new head coach. Yeah. Uh, solely because it's first time head coach is kind of where I'm leaning as far as one and two is. I know what the last guy has done. We've seen it. Shane Steichen. We'll see. But one of the things I do like about Shane Steichen a lot is his his work with the quarterbacks that he's worked with. Like he's been a brilliant play caller ever since he's done it. Uh, Justin Herbert's rookie year, which was for anyone who remembers, was a Brilliant year. He set all sorts of NFL rookie records. He had the second most passing yards. He finished in top 10 in completions, uh, top 10 in touchdowns. That was the, you know, kind of the weird year where Tyra Taylor had the weird thing with the, the needle, right? Yeah. And, and you know, the, the training person, real wild scenario. But that was his, that was his first time uh, offensive coordinator that year. He took over the year prior as an interim. They fired Ken Wisenhunt. And that year they were top 10 in pretty much everything too. So he's not been doing it for long, but every single year that he has done it has been hmm. impressive. And now the past two years, obviously with Jalen Hurts, we've seen the leap that he's made. I mean, it's hard not to be impressed. Like the, from Philip Rivers to 
to Herbert to to Hertz. Like, I mean, they've they've all done really really well under him, and so he's he's clearly like a brilliant offensive mind. But the the thing you always kind of wonder about with guys like that is, okay, well, are they just good coordinators? Can they also be yeah. a good head coach? That got, that remains to be seen, and that's why he's number two for me. Mm-hmm. But I did tell you, uh, you know, off the show in my in my top five list that I mentioned D'Amico was in Shane Steichen was my number one guy the whole time. Yeah, I was. I didn't think we'd get him, <laughs> but I'm very, very, very excited that we did. I, I just everything I've read about him, just I like him a lot. I My mean, Austin Colley, a former Colt, was a high school teammate of Shane Steichen's. Wow, I didn't know that. And he said, yeah, and he said that Shane is the only guy that reminds him of Peyton Manning in the way that he prepares. Mm, and that says a mm, lot. Mm, I'm, I'm hmm. very excited to see what he does. I'm not saying it's going to be, he's going <laughs> to Sean McVay as to a Super Bowl or anything, but I, I'm excited to see what he does here. You know, kind of like with Frank, we're presumably going to take a quarterback at number four, right? And get him, yeah. get him with Shane. Let's see what he can do. What, what do you, what do you think about uh, our new head coach, Shane Steichen? Man, Steichen. Uh, I mean, what a, what a, you know, you're talking about how the progression with, D'Amico Ryan's I just took off like Steichen is like you said he's been doing it he just didn't have the name nobody really knew who he was and then this yeah. year with Philly and how everything just transpired and the, the leap that that Philly took and Hurts yeah. took was like oh, okay shoot who's this guy <laughs> yeah like and, and that's and every there, you could not go a single broadcast of an Eagles game without them talking about Shane Steichen if you if you knew Nick Sirianni as a head coach, you know Shane Steichen too. Like he was that guy because the offense was so electric, and Jalen Hurts is taking off. Which you give you know credit to Jalen for putting in the work. That's what I love about him. But you also give credit yep. as well to the play caller who put him in a position to win. That's what coaching is: put your players in a great position to win. And Shane Steichen has become that guy, man. Um, you know, and to add to that, Sirianni turned the play calling duties over to Steichen yeah, that's a few tough. weeks into last season. Which says something too. It's like okay, he's like I think this guy can do it, you and, know. And so and, and, and he did. <laughs> he did, man. Shane Steichen is that dude. Like for me, number two, you know, it's Shane Steichen as well. Like it's it's obviously right. we have been on on the same path this entire list, and that's where like you said, three and four. Okay, it's Ryan's or right. Which which order? Like you said, one and two mm-hmm. is, is Steichen and Peyton. Which order? So I went back and forth on the Steichen and, and the Peyton as far as one and two as well. But like I said, Steichen being number two, man, uh, what's impressive uh, uh, is about, obviously, when you look at it, Sean Peyton was the top name uh, not currently coaching. A top right. offensive guy yep. was Shane Steichen. Top defensive guy was D'Amico Ryans. So it's yep. like we have these three in order for a reason, and they all got head coaching jobs for a reason. And when you look at Steichen, man, what's impressive about the Colts, they were the next-to-last team out of the five. They were the fourth team to, to, to hire their coach. And they possibly may have got the best guy. Like like I said, Steichen might be the best of this. Like, we have him at two, but that doesn't mean he – like, yeah. so we struggled. And the only reason I've got him at two is because we haven't year. seen him before. We haven't do seen it, him, yeah. Just got to see how he, he does. He might be the best guy. And that's the thing where, you know, like obviously we'll get into number one, but – Man, the, the Texans had a chance to get him. The, the Panthers had a chance to get him. The Cardinals, Cardinals should have jumped to this chance, <laughs> and they and they're they were the last team to hire, and they're the last team on our on our list for a reason. But Shane Steichen, man, I'm, I love that he's keeping the play calling as I, you know, as you are, uh, just just yep. the insider with Indianapolis Colts. And I asked you before we started recording, I was like, "See, calling plays," and he's like, "Yes, yeah. he said he's calling plays," and which I love. I never understand why head coaches get the job as play callers. They're play callers as coordinators, offensive defense, and then they get head coaching job, and then they relinquish the play call dude. Like, you got the nah, job because you nah, that's, that's like one of the things that apparently makes him special, right? Uh, just a little uh, 
story I read that was kind of fun is he, you know, he coached, he came up under the North Turner, North Turner tree. He was a longtime offensive coach, offensive mind head coach for anyone aware of him. But one of the things that North Turner used to be known for, I learned in reading about this is he would sometimes call without looking at the call sheet. Like he would just get himself almost in a groove and just like, he just knew what he wanted and would just kind of get into it. And, And Steichen apparently does the same thing. And he, where he just gets into, like he knows what he wants, he knows what he's you know looking for, and he just kind of gets into that group. Man, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. And so, Dude. yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. I it, really am. Because, man, look, you know, obviously we're not NFL coaches, but boy, we 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 didn't kill some sticks on on Madden and NCAA football. But but man, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that's when I first get a game and I get that team and I'm going with the playbook and I decided to go with. Man, after you know quite a few games you start to find that rhythm and then you know that when you know that playbook like i'm calling this on first down and i already know what i'm calling third down like and, and it's like i'm on the left hash this is what i'm gonna do on my own 38 and i want to get to this right hash and, and be like i mean you, I'm, I'm already like when you find that groove of already being two plays ahead three plays ahead or setting up this play in the first quarter mm-hmm. to run it in the third and it's gonna be perfect like that's when you are in the absolute zone, and that's when it's, it's fun because you know how quick yeah. that play clock start to run on Madden. You like, dang, I'm at eight seconds. Let me pick the play. Now you gotta waste the timeout. Like, <laughs> you gotta well, waste a stupid timeout, whatever. Well, we're hoping that Shane's the the real life bridge. The only other thing I'll say, and I'll let you get to number one, is that the last mm-hmm. thing, and I think it's a big part of why we hired him, is like I said, who he's worked with, and we're looking yeah. to draft a quarterback, right? So he's worked yeah. with Philip Rivers, a old school right mm-hmm. uh, nowadays it's old school pocket passer quarterback he no mobility really he's just pocket guy he's worked with justin herbert who's more of a he's he's they're gonna air it out it's a vertical offense it's what he does got the, the rocket arm and then obviously he's worked with jalen hurts who has the whole mobile side to his yeah. game like he's he's had success with three different styles mm-hmm. of quarterback wow yeah which is like okay that's that's why I've told you off air. Like I'm pretty okay with whoever we end up with because I'm like he's worked with all these guys. Like yeah. as far as their their types go, right? Yeah. And so and, and he's yeah. not glued to like if you've only had one style, you think that's all you if that's yeah, all you know. He is, he is and he has insisted on that. And almost every press conference, he's like it. The the offense is built around the quarterback, like what yeah. he does well. Like that's where yeah. it starts. And then and then it's based on what everybody else does well. And we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, he's not glued. He's not married to one mm. system. It's just what does our guys do well. And that's what Which coaching is, is. What what you got to tailor around the QB, tailor around your guy, man. And so, Colts being the next last team to find to hire to announce their hire, and they may have had the best out of the five. So that's impressive that he was still available. And 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 man, like I said, the Colts could be that team. Uh, that next that leaves that leaves one thing. Number one, dude, Sean Payton, man. <laughs> Sean Payton, like I said, we kind of talked about it. You know, you knew what was next, and we we mentioned his name. And you know, we talked about this when we did our episode ranking. We ranked the the opportunities first. We we did this a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. Uh, it may have been the last one, but anyways, we we talked about how ranking the coaching hires, which one is the most most appealing to you if you're if you're the the GM, if you're the head coach coming to a spot, you know what franchise. Available coaching vacancies are most appealing to you, and and you know it's funny we had Denver one. I had Denver one, and had Indianapolis two, and this is that kind of mm-hmm. where it led, and and the the two best coaching hires with Peyton and and Steichen. So, and and I talked about it. I was like, man, let Denver get Sean Payton, <laughs> and you was like, oh man, you know, you was like, man, they get Sean Payton because we knew what Denver's capable of defensively. Sean Payton's offensive mind, you know, yeah. just he knows the offense. He has a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, he's a great co- quarterback in Russell Wilson. I'm not. I, I just this one year deal that was not Russell, man. That was Nathaniel Hackett, who was a joke. But 
I think we're going to see Russell get back to being Russell. There was actually rumors a couple years ago that, hey, maybe Russell goes to New Orleans with Peyton. Here it is a couple years later. They're <laughs> together in Denver. And uh, Vance Joseph, former head coach in Denver, is the defensive coordinator. Like, you know, man, it's it's that's funny, man, to be, be go back to the place that lets you go and, you know, swallow <laughs> your pride and, and, and be that guy. Yeah. So Vance Joseph defense, Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator, and, and I know Sean Payton's calling the plays because – Lombardi throws the yeah, ball yeah, a lot, yeah. man. And 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 Chargers, that's all Lombardi did. They the Chargers led the NFL with most goal to go throws. So if it was first and goal, second and goal, they threw the ball in those situations more than anybody. So Lombardi definitely does not need to be calling plays, which he won't. But yeah, Sean Payton, I think it's a home run, dude. That was a, I, I was kind of rooting for that because I'm curious to see Payton in Denver and and put the AFC West. Even more impressive, like it's man. That, that, that West Division is just yeah. It's it's on it's it's on <laughs> something special, dude. It's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, and that that was actually the big reason I wasn't sure. And you know, we did talk about Peyton potentially going to Denver because there was a lot of buzz between Peyton and Harbaugh, really, two you know out of the league guys. And Peyton was linked to Denver a lot, and I was like, does Peyton really want to go to that division? Like that's a tough. But he he did. He's there. He's he's taking on the challenge, and I I'm not as. I'm not all the way out on Russell. I'm not as all the way in on Russell still as you are. Like, I'm like, I need, like, let me see. But, I mean, if, if there's anybody who's going to get Russell back to being Russell, like we mm. know him, I mean, I think it's Peyton. Yeah, yeah. I'd, we, he has, his resume is, I mean, it speaks for itself, right? I, I told you <laughs> before the show off air, I've never been a Peyton fan as someone who lost to him in the Super Bowl. Uh but like I respect, like I acknowledge that he's a great coach. You yeah. know, it's nothing. That's just my personal little grudge because he beat us. But uh, no, he's he's a great coach, and we, you know, we've said for I think two years now that like, man, Denver just needs to get an offense. Just needs to get an offense. Man, yeah. you know, their defense every year just needs. They're good. Just need to get an offense, and they have, you know, a good re- good group of receivers mm-hmm. over there. And we'll see Javante hopefully comes back from the yeah. ACL strong. Right. They just got to get that offense moving and. One of the things, too, is, you know, we've seen all the stories about Russell. You know, he has his own guys in the building. He has his own private office and this <laughs> and that. Well, like, if there's anybody who has this kind of the, the resume and to be able to come in and, like, immediately just gain respect, it's, I mean, Sean Payton. Yeah. Like, if Sean, yeah. uh, he, he already said in his interview, yeah. he's like, yeah, we're not, we're we're not, not doing, doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> Oh, and, and Russell and I think Peyton's one of the few guys who yeah. can get away with doing that. Mm-hmm. And Wilson's probably not gonna Russell's not gonna give him a hard time for it because mm-hmm. it's Sean Payton. Yeah. Even and shoot, what's funny? You mentioned you know the New Orleans thing that that recent story that came out. You know that Russell, which I think had been buzzing for a while, but like that Russell had tried to get you know uh, Carol. Yeah, Carol fired over there, and he wanted Peyton to replace him. That was specifically <laughs> who he wanted. Wow, I didn't know that. Like you could tell, this is a guy that like he he's wanted Peyton for a mm-hmm. while. He's got it. And Peyton, and the thing with Peyton, since he was out of the league, because he's not a first-time head coach, I mean, he's he's had his success. I mean, he's basically like a Hall of Fame-level coach. He wouldn't be doing this unless he had a good feeling about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. You're coming into the toughest division in football with, you know, coming off a team that had all the issues they had, you know, Russell taking a step or whatever, you know. It's like he, he has to know going in what he's getting into. And, I, I mean, I would think he does. And I think that should bode well for anybody. But he was like a Denver fan that he's pretty confident that he can, you know, get Russell back to doing mm-hmm, Russell things. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. now I, I like the higher line and kind of like you saying, we were bouncing between one and two. I went with Peyton because we've seen it before. I know he's a good head coach. Yeah, I think Steichen will be a good guy. Mm-hmm. I know Peyton's a good head coach. Yeah. It's something about that, that proven commodity, man. It, you know, yeah. 
Something about now that I'm not that I'm excited to see more competition in the AFC, but I am curious to see how you. I mean, that division's just going to be a nightmare, and so that's, that should be fun to watch as someone you know just a, as a team, a fan of a team not in that division. It'll it'll be fun to watch from the outside to see how he does there. Man, oh, I love it! I love it, man. It is it's we talked about Peyton. Here it is in in Denver. It's just a great situation. Defense is great. You mentioned. You got a great quarterback. You got yep. a solid receiving core. You got one of the better younger run backs. Uh, it makes league. sense. It makes perfect sense. Like even if you want to come back, you want to come back and do it right. And I think that's exactly why Peyton came back to this specific destination in Denver. But by the way, is this the first time we've ever completely agreed and, on a ranking list? I think we Possibly. on a ranking list. Yeah, on a ranking list, I'm pretty sure this is the first we've ever done it on a. We'll agree list. on opinions all the time. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Far, to get a full one through five ranking, that, list that's together, impressive, that's bro. Weird. That's impressive. <laughs> this, this kind of shows where we are. This is why I handpicked. This is my guy, Chris Liutzi. I always introduce him and talking about like if I was a GM. If I'm a head coach, I'm getting Chris Lee on my staff somewhere. Like, bro, like you ain't gotta tell me. Like, let me call the shots, man. I'm putting. I gotta. If I gotta create a spot for him, man. But yeah, this is why this is my dude, man. Like, we we just kind of see a lot of things on the same. And and it's and it's not like oh he agrees with me. No, we have differences. We have debates. No, we 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 do. You know, and 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 so, but this I think this kind of goes back to where we see in in our in in our in, in our and just kind of how we eye to eye. The NFL and what we both envision when it comes to teams, players, coaches, whatever. But yeah, man, Gannon five, Reich four, D'Amico Ryan's three, Shane Steichen number two, and Sean Payton as the number one spot is the best franchise hire in this offseason. Yep. And so when we come back after hearing our viewers for our sponsors, man, so thankful to sponsors and just the support that they continue to show the sweet spot. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of our personal free agent decisions that the Steelers, my Steelers, have to consider who do I want, who do I not want back, or whatever, you know, and then Chris will do the same with this coach. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Bunton, Etherton, Fowler, Attorneys at Law. As Chris and I wrap up this episode, we're going to do a little personal touch with our Steelers, my Steelers, his Colts. Free agency, somebody you don't want back, somebody you hope uh, you can re-sign, and maybe somebody who's out there from another team who will be available that you possibly could steal. So, Chris, man, take it away. Colts, talk about your Colts. Yeah, Colts. So, trying to answer this question, I'm trying to look at guys that, like, I could reasonably, because surely if we were all just like, this is mad, there's all kinds of guys I would love to have uh, <laughs> from this free agent class, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, if I have to just pick one and I, and I think of guys that just based on Ballard's history of Ballard isn't, for one example, like we almost never, ever, ever do one of the big signings on the first day of free agency. We're almost in that second wave every single time. You know, the first wave on, on free agency day, that's when you'll see the biggest 
you know, all, the most money gets spent on that initial yeah. first wave, right? And uh, typically, we're a team that waits. And when when I think of that, and I think of outside of that first wave, uh, Dalton Schultz is that guy for me. Ooh. He's not a super flashy signing, Ooh. but he is a really solid player at mm. tight end that I think would shore up a lot. Now, I will say I've. I will tell anyone that listens that I think Jelani Woods is a star waiting to break out. He was a rookie tight end that we took last year. Who you I predicted? Really, 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 I love Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's more of what he can do as a matchup and receiving threat. Whereas the thing with Dalton Schultz is he's a solid receiver. He's a solid. He's just a good, solid, all-around tight end. We do not have a tight end on the roster right now, ever since Jack Doyle retired, that who can block like at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we are, we are lacking in that so bad. And I think that's one of the reasons our run game suffered so much is because Wright uses those tight ends a lot. And we just didn't have that. I just think Schultz, is he a Kittle or a Kelsey? No, but he is a good, solid, he can catch it, he can block, he can just, he can kind of do it all. And he's in that second tier we'll talk about. Yeah, I, I would love to bring, he's in that kind of next tier. Is mm-hmm. he like elite? No, but he is a good, solid tight end, and I would love to see Dalton Schultz get signed. So that, that's my, my guy I'd like to bring in from the outside that I could see. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he will, but I could mm-hmm. see it happening out. What about your Steelers, though, man? What do you think? Man, first, before I dive into Pittsburgh, man, I was ju- I just read an article. I just read an article before recording the- earlier today that just, uh, man, it-, it was talking about the tight ends, and it started with Schultz and it- and and, and uh, Mike Gesicki. Like I'm like, these are two guys, man. I I didn't I didn't give Schultz much of a thought because I'm like, man, he'll go back to Dallas. I don't I just don't I didn't I didn't think that he would leave, but who knows. Gasicki for sure is leaving. Like Gasicki is a is a mm-hmm. very good tight end. He's a receiver. Yeah, they're tight not really end. using him over there. Yeah, um, man, he clearly was shut out of the offensive philosophy under uh, Mike McDaniel, and he's good. Like it's a shame. He he had his lowest receiving yards uh, per game total than since his rookie year, and 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 it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him at all. He, he wasn't getting on the field or he wasn't being targeted. It was during Smythe and, and those guys, man. So, yep. uh, yeah, Gasicki, somebody will find a steal getting Gasicki, man, and that's going to be a nice deal. So, Schultz, I'm with you on that too. Man, that, oh, I love Dr. Schultz. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Dallas will, will get rid yeah. of him, but he is technically an upcoming free agent. So, if they don't resign yeah. him, I, I'm all for mm, it. Schultz <laughs> is a baller, dude. He's in that second tier with Goddard. And, and, and you know, we talk about Waller and some of those guys, man. Yeah, Dalton Schultz, Schultz is a baller, man. I like that. Oh, that would be sick if he if he ended up in Indianapolis, man. I, <laughs> I like Dalton. So, uh, man, for me, you know, there's not many guys out there really that I that that that's a free agent from an, another team that I'm really targeting as a Steelers fan. But there is a familiar face uh, that I would love to see come back to Pittsburgh, man, and that's Javon Hargrave, man. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, we drafted him a few years ago, I believe, in the third round, and. I think it was South Carolina State, and and he he just only got better and better and better, and then is a beast, man. And then he he gets that payday, you know. It's like man, wish we could have kept him, but you get it, you know. He he, he getting paid, and 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 he only got better He's and better and better in Philly. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> the dude had you know, like I said, double digit sacks. Uh, like he's a stud. I read he's that about today. to be on that Buckner pay, man. He's he's about to get paid. I'm pretty sure. Man, I'm telling you, like. I think about that dude all the time. You know, I do. Like, when I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, because in a 3-4 defense, you know, you're looking at, you know, that, that interior guy up front, and you're, and you're looking at can you rush the passer? Can you stop the run? This is a guy who does both. I mean, since 2020, he has a pass rush grade of 92.2, only behind mm-hmm. Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. 
That's sick, dude. That's yep. sick. He's behind Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. He's also third in, in pass rush win as well percentage. Bring, man, bring Javon Hargrave back to Pittsburgh, baby. Let's do this. Like, oh, boy, that would be sick. I mean, you're going to have to pay him, but I hope we can oh, yeah, find a way to pay him. <laughs> but I, I, like I said, in a 3-4 defense, you got to have that interior dude, that, that dude that knows tackle, that just, just does his job. And, man, I'd love to have Hargrave back. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you pair him next to, to Watt on the outside and that defense already, I mean, that'd be y'all are scary enough. <laughs> <laughs> bro, right? get, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be a nightmare. Don't get me started, bro. So yeah, Hargrave is who I want <laughs> back for sure, or who I want in Pittsburgh, man. And so, you know, when I look at guys who just finished their recent season in Pittsburgh, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. to keep a free agency. Hey, you talk about bringing another guy back here. Yeah, what about who is who? Who's there? Who do you want to keep? Man, there's two guys. Uh but to start with is Cameron Sutton, man. Cameron Sutton, uh, corner from Tennessee. I believe we took him in the third two years ago. Cameron Sutton's a baller, man. He can play inside. He can play outside. He he came through with so many clutch picks this year. And just that's where it starts, man. I mean, people talk about our cornerback position being weak. And I, and that's the thing. Like, you know, like I don't I don't even see a – there's no glaring weakness on our Pittsburgh team. There's obviously you always want to improve depth. But there's no glaring weakness. But if we don't resign Cameron Sutton, that's where it's like, eh, you just lost your best corner. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Cameron Sutton's my guy, man. I hope we can bring him back, dude. And, and you know, if, if Javon Hargrave doesn't return, <laughs> if the guy that we, we signed this year, and it was just a kind of a blessing how it fell in, in the place, who played that nose tackle position, Larry Ogunjobi, man, you know, he was a stud, <laughs> man, the Bengals and – you know, he signs a deal with the Bears, and it falls through, and we get him in Pittsburgh, and, and our defense came back. It was like you got to have that guy in the middle who does it. And uh, so, so man, if we if we don't get Hargrave, Ogan Joby, we got to find a way to bring him back and return him back to Pittsburgh. So uh, those are my two guys, man, Sutton, Ogan Joby. Who do you got in Indianapolis that you hope that you can retain and bring back for the Colts? And I don't, I don't blame you. By the way. If I'm, if I'm not silly's defense, I'd, I'd try and keep as many pieces as possible of what y'all have been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, as far as my Colts, we have a couple of interesting ones, but um, just to make it easy, I, I guess I, I'll cheat and mention two since you did one jokingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, please resign Chase McLaughlin, a kicker. It's mm. been he's the first kicker we've had in like mm. five years who can at least somewhat often make a kick, and it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> because you know Vinatieri, Vinatieri had to fall off. I mean, we lost probably two or three games that year just to Vinatieri not being able to make a kick. And then I, as much as I loved him, Hot Rod, you know, coming out of Georgia, yeah, didn't quite live up to what everybody hoped he would be. So he he's been a, a little gem for us. Uh, as far as outside of him, I really want Paris Campbell back. He's mm. not going to be known to a lot of people that don't watch our games, yeah. but he was a. Uh, Kind of a lot of production coming out of Ohio State. He had a lot of hype behind him. He's a 4-3 guy, can fly. His whole issue every single year, I said last year, is he's gotten hurt. Every yeah. single I, This dude, I've told you, I think has the worst luck I've like ever seen. Oh, oh, the first game of preseason, first game regularly, almost every year he does something and he's out for the season. Like It's unreal. And so this season, he's finally played all 16 games. Did he blow the doors off? No. But did our passing game in general blow the doors off? No. <laughs> I, I'd really like to bring him back. I think he could be had for fairly cheap. Because of the year he's had, and I'd like him along with Alec Pierce. Like I, I'd like to keep another young guy around, you know, keep him with the young quarterback. I, I think mm-hmm. he can still be like a good receiver, and I think think we could have him for cheap. Uh, if I can, 
like I said, I'll, I'll cheat here. The other one, it's not going to happen, I think. And this would be where it would be a really interesting talk if I was like the GM of the cult or something. But uh, I would love to keep Bobby Okereke. Uh, I was going to say, like, hold on. Like, hold on. I, would, I did a list I would, myself. I'm like, hold on. There's yeah. no way he's going to leave Okereke out, right? I would love to keep Bobby Okereke. Yeah. I think he's going to cost too much. <laughs> yeah. And this is almost where it gets, I've had the inner conversation myself is like, what? What if we get? What if we traded Shaquille Leonard and kept Okereke? Mm-hmm. And that's only because his back injury scares me. Mm-hmm. Okereke is—he's legit. I think he's probably going to make more money than people. Like he's—he's he's a really, really, really good linebacker. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty comfortable saying I think we had the best like linebacker group, and that was last year. Just the way they played. I mean, mm-hmm. we were—they were. He was insane. EJ Speed played really well. Zaire Franklin played really well. Like our linebacker core, and that was without Shaquille, was insane last year. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what's more likely is Okereke is going to go get paid somewhere, and in that case, I really hope you resign EJ Speed. He's another guy kind of like Paris Campbell. You're not going to know him. Even mm-hmm. a lot of Colts fans might not even know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he's one of the highest graded uh, run defenders in the league for Pro Football Focus. I mean, he's a monster. Anytime he played, uh, he's a monster in the, pers- in the run pursuit game. And he's a really good special teams player. And I actually think he would be someone who could take over that Okereke role if Okereke walks. But uh, those hmm. are my two. I, I I would love to keep Okereke. I'm just assuming it's not going to happen. But if we could find a way, I, w- I would love to have him and Shaquille back there. I just think that'd be a lot of money to tie up into linebackers. Mm. Hey. hey. <laughs> and we'll see. Man, so before before I let you go. Okereke is that dude, though, man. He's He's legit. Before I let you go, I need to get Chris Ballard's uh, phone, personal cell phone from you, man. Because, man, shoot, you, hey, if you if you want to trade Leonard, man, I got a spot for him. Pittsburgh, well, we'll be all right. Because I promise you, man. I, I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I've had that thought in my head because it's like I don't want to let Okereke go, but I don't know how you pay for both. Like I said, I think he's going to make some pretty decent money. Man. And Shaquille, the back injuries, man, he's two years now. He hasn't really been on the field much. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's scary. I don't know. We've already paid him, so it's 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 a really really tough. If he was healthy, it wouldn't be any question because Shaquille's incredible. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting. That's why I'm not a GM though. Chris Chris Ballard got to figure that out. But because <laughs> man, look inside linebacker in that three four man, we got you know Miles Jack holding down one spot. You know people been off Devin Bush because but it's it's not fair. He's been hurt man, and he just hadn't returned to form yet. But uh, yeah, Robert Spillane. You know I'm saying Robert Spillane <laughs> is a great. I, mean, I love Robert Spillane. He can start for us. I, people like they look at he's a backup. No man, Spillane can start. Uh, but so what I'm looking at is talking about the inside linebacker position. Man, put hey if Leonard's available, call us. We gonna get this deal done, and we gonna <laughs> take. But but yeah, now for real, man. Um, as we close, you know, I, I I did a list of of potential you know guys that you would want back too, and and so when mm-hmm. you when you mentioned McLaughlin and and and, and Paris Cam, I mean I had Paris Cam on the list. I, yeah. I, kudos to you to go with McLaughlin and start. I'm like, oh, whoa! I didn't even think kicker. You know, I'm sorry, kickers. Please forgive me. I love I, I, no, I get it. I'm so sick of seeing missed kicks. Though he's the first somewhat like reliable guy we've yeah. had in years. So please bring back McLaughlin. <laughs> that shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> and, and so, so y'all had Paris Campbell on that list of three. Uh, but in the first person, the first person I put was O'Kerrick, and I was like. The only reason he wasn't first on the list for me is because I'm not sure if yeah, it happens. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure if money. it happens, but I, yeah. realistically, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, realist. I love. Uh, he is. He is a great player, though. He's mm. a. He's a really. He's not a flashy name, but he's a really good player. Dude. 
Man, and, and, and yeah, wow. Yeah, that's going to be a tough sign for sure. Because, uh, like I said, he's a baller. And, like I said, some of these names, and the, that's, that's part of being in Indianapolis. You don't get a chance to see. Man, that's why I hate. You know, NFL's not bad about it, but NBA, you know, MLB, they, yeah. like they, they show the I guarantee same I mean, type. you mentioned Okereke. Most people aren't going to even know who Okereke How to pronounce is. But yeah, if you yeah, do, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a baller. Yeah, he <laughs> he's, is. Oh, he's dude. awesome. So, Okereke and Paris Campbell. Like I said, Campbell's a baller, man. I hope he can stay healthy. And they'll be, because I was wondering too, like, okay. You bring that guy back with Pierce and, and Pittman Jr. I can see like, Camel yeah. coming back for like a one-year deal, yeah, like almost like pr- a prove uh, it let's, deal. Let's see you do it again, prove yeah, it again, and yeah, then we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I think happens. Let's see my boy, Okereke, Paris Campbell, Chase McLaughlin, uh, dude. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm curious to see. Yep. You know, obviously these next couple of weeks, uh, the French free agency starts March 15th. So we're we're March right 15th. So we're we're close. We're getting there, man. And this is what it's about, man. This is where some of the dominoes start to fall. And you and and you we all like you said, you got those the first day, second day teams that just spend all the money, and we and they just blow it. And it's like Christian Kurt, but hey, Christian Kurt did yeah. his thing. So he I don't bought know. out this year. He did yeah. his thing. We, so we we all laughed at Jacksonville last year, up, but boy. shoot. <laughs> but because they were spending money at the wazoo, but yeah, man, that's the way it is. That first wave is a bunch first of overspending. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's everybody gets paid, and the and the Colts aren't that team. The Steelers aren't that team. We've never been that team. Yeah, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave on this, and we'll wrap it up. If there's one more, it's one player you know I love, but and I would love to get him back, but it would be only for selfish reasons. Mason Rudolph. That dude didn't even dress one game. Didn't even dress. Not playing. I didn't even dress. But if we cut Mitchell Trubisky, which I would love to cut him or trade him and bring Mason back, ideally that's what I've been wanting for, for – you know, I was like, man, let Pickett and Rudolph go at it. But from what Omar Khan, the GM, saying, it sounds like they're, that he wants Trubisky. He said he wants Trubisky for mm-hmm. a long time. That he, that's what he said. He like he said, I like how uh, he, he, he bonds with Pickett. And so it's really going to be a Trubisky decision. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. Trubisky, like, Trubisky said this. He's like, man, I wish I would have waited in free agency. He said, I wish I would have, like, I could do free agency over again. That's basically what he was saying. And 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 so it, does he want to, it's only another year. You know, he could come back, get another year, make a bunch of money and chill and go for another shot. But we'll see how he plays that out, man. But, uh, yeah, man, next episode, just kind of a preview. We're going to hit those QBs hard. Free agency talk with QBs. Some of the speculation, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr, what's going to happen? Geno Smith, man. So you guys stay tuned, man. And we're going to bring it back to Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Chris Leutz is what we do. And uh, my boy, appreciate you as always, man. And we're going to do this again soon and, and have a lot of fun as we always do. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate it. This was, this was a blast, man. I'm excited, too. I love I mean, not that I'm excited to see them, but I love this time of year. We're, we're all full of optimism. We're looking at play, looking at free agency, looking at a draft. Just It's a lot of fun. And, and this was a fun show, too. My boy Chris Leucy, as always, man, I love you, dude. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. <laughs>